Hello, today is Monday, January 8th, and welcome to episode 284 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm NSI founder and executive director Jamil Jaffer, and I'm joined today by NSI's deputy executive director Jessica Jones and senior fellow Lester Munson. So today we're talking about some bizarre stories that came out over the weekend about the Secretary of Defense. Specifically, uh, we learned that a few days ago, the Secretary of Defense went in the hospital, uh, apparently with some complications arising out of an elective surgery that he had. What is particularly odd about this, which is it's not unusual for the Secretary of Defense or any other cabinet official uh, to go into the hospital, uh, but typically what they do is they'll hand over the responsibilities to their deputy, uh, they'll inform the relevant uh, officials within the government that need to know, and off we go. In this case, it appears that none of that happened. Apparently, Secretary of Defense Lloyd, Lloyd Austin went into the hospital did not bother to tell his deputy or at least his team did not bother to tell his deputy or perhaps intentionally withheld the information. She nonetheless took over some of his responsibilities while on vacation in Puerto Rico. Uh, the president nor the national security advisor nor apparently anybody of substance in the White House was notified. The Secretary of Defense was out for a number of days. Worse still, during all this happening, we launched a missile strike against a militia leader, a successful militia strike, uh, a tri- missile strike against a militia leader in Baghdad, uh, who had been responsible for killing or attacking Americans in Iraq and Syria. We issued a ultimatum to the Houthi rebels in uh, Yemen, who have been attacking commercial shipping and American ships in the Red Sea. And there are two ongoing wars, a war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza, and a war between Russia and Ukraine uh, in Ukraine. Shocking uh, news. Uh, Les, what do we make of this? I mean, is this, is, this, is this typical? Does this happen all the time? Like, what? It's shocking. I hope it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, I, I find it very alarming that perhaps the key member of the president's National Security Council can be out of commission for days and no one know it. Um, I think this is rank incompetence at the highest levels at DOD, and there ought to be uh, an investigation and accountability. Someone has to be fired. Uh, this this is just not acceptable. There's a larger issue here, though, Jamil, where yeah. it says something about decision-making in the Biden administration when, as you pointed out, we are at dagger points in so many places around the world in the, in the past week, uh, from Eurasia to the Middle East, uh, all over the place in the Pacific with respect to China. There's a ton of decisions being made, and it appears that the Secretary of Defense is completely out of the loop and not relevant to the process of making those decisions. That is shocking. It has implications for congressional oversight of the way this administration conducts national security policy. And I think it it begs a much larger question about who's actually in charge in the Biden administration. You know, Jess, we're headed into an election season, um, you know, and at least during the last election cycle, um, when we had President Trump running against uh, then uh, then former Vice President Biden, uh, you know, the Biden team made the point that you're getting the adults in the room, that the Trump administration has been chaotic. It's been a huge problem. Uh, you need us, particularly on national security and foreign policy. You've got a, a, a senator, a former senator uh, who was the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. I mean, 
does this is this going to give is this going to raise concerns amongst the American public about Joe Biden and his team's ability to govern? Uh, given uh, what we're seeing, I mean, we might have Donald Trump running again, so it's not clear we'll get any better or less chaotic administration. But I mean, should this raise concerns? I mean, I'm reminded, you know, during the Clinton campaign back uh, a million years ago, when Hillary Clinton answered that phone in the middle of the night and you know was sort of ready to serve uh, as commander in chief. That ultimately didn't win the election, but that was the message a lot of people were conveying to the American people. These candidates were: should we be worried? about this? I mean, to your point, summarizing the story at the beginning of, of the discussion, this is a crazy story, right? It like teeters between, it seems like a deliberate decision to keep folks like from the secretary to keep a bunch of his, you know, his office out of the loop, the White House, the NSC, or it wavers between that and also, well, my chief of staff was sick, so we weren't able to communicate what we need to communicate. So you're not really sure what the true story is. And it's, if it's one, it's deliberate. If it's the other, it's, you're blaming someone else. It seems like you, it's your first job and you're not sure you're supposed to tell somebody you're not working that day. It, you don't really know what's going on. It, it doesn't make much sense. And it could have been enough, a no, you know, not a huge story if his office had come out Monday or Tuesday and just been, you know, the secretary is at, you know, the hospital for a precaution. You know, the White House knows, DOD knows, like they're on top of it, right? And the fact that President Biden didn't talk to the secretary till Saturday, like two days ago when he had been in the hospital since the first, is also a bit crazy. So the whole story, to your point, is insane. And it should be worrisome during an election year. What it like a just a complete, you know, loss, just terrible. So, but but just what I mean, what should we take away from this? I mean, I, I get it, it's crazy. It's chaotic. It's, I mean, should we take away that, that the president doesn't ever talk to Secretary of Defense? Do we should we take away that, like, he didn't matter to the decision to conduct a strike in Baghdad to issue an ultimatum? Like, I don't, what are we supposed to take away from all this? I mean, is Lloyd Austin yeah. getting fired as a result? Is 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 the Deputy Secretary of Defense getting fired? Is Jake Sullivan getting fired? Who's getting fired on this thing, I mean, if anybody? At this point, it seems like the Secretary was out of pocket and no one seemed to care or notice that much, right? And so that's worrisome when, when global conflict is seemingly, you know, on the brink, you're getting, you know, notifications on your phone every minute of a new conflict or a new, a new, a new worrisome point. And so I do think that some heads should roll. I mean, the secretary's statement over the weekend, just, you know, really not saying that much or answering, giving much information about what's going on, when decision-making, when, um, you know, responsibilities were turned over to the deputy, the deputy, we need more information, but I, I do think that there's going to be some folks that are on the chopping block. Jamil, uh, I, I think this reopens a whole bunch of questions about this administration, the decisions about pulling out from Afghanistan, the yes. recommendations the president was getting from the Department of Defense. Were those being taken seriously? Uh, what is the president's relationship to the national security apparatus in our country? There's a lot of professionals who work very hard. Are their views being respected or not? As you pointed out, that was a big problem in the previous administration. It appears to be a big problem in this administration as well. We have a president who is 81 years old and has lost a couple of steps, it is clear. Who's actually making the decisions around here? There really needs to be a full scrub of decision-making in the Biden administration. This guy's asking for another four years. I'm not sure that given what we've learned in the last few days, that you, you can just go ahead and do that without learning a lot more about what's going on inside the White. House. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, the Democrats aren't really running a primary uh, or at all. I mean, there are primary elections. There's there's going to be caucuses in Iowa, even for the Democrats, although they won't they won't count for anything. I mean, are um, and, and, and they're going to ultimately vote by ballot some sometime later. It's a weird process. The Democrats are running in Iowa. But uh, should the American people in these primaries express their discontent 
with both the Biden administration and the prior chaos from the Trump administration? I mean, should they be looking for alternatives? And if so, will this be the thing that causes that? Or is that is that unlikely? Is it too too small a thing, you know, in the larger scheme of things? Les, what do you think? From, from your lips to God's ears, Jamil, <laughs> please, please, Lord, let there be an alternative. On both sides. Yeah. Jess, you get the final word. What do you think? Should the American people hold I mean, Joe I Biden mean, and Donald Trump accountable for the chaos in both their administrations, particularly when it comes to national security and foreign policy? I mean, I don't think out of all the things that have been occurring during the Biden administration, if this is what tips po- folks over the <laughs> American public over the Secretary Austin in the hospital not and that information not being released, I, I don't think this is what it is. But I mean, who knows? Crazier things have happened. Who knew th- th- this would be the weekend news, you know, on Thursday? I mean, it's emblematic of something. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much to Devlin Burning, Claude Jennings and the NSI staff for their help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Wednesday, January 10th for another episode of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you smart, fast on the National Security and Foreign Policy Debates Shaking Up America. We're also now on YouTube, so if you want to see our smiling faces early in the morning, uh, check out our channel for a video of today's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, all.